Let's talk about impediments to happiness and how there are so many things, simple as well as big, that get get in the way of just our day-to-day, moment-to-moment, good feelings, good pursuit, or even just pursuits of God as a whole. Yeah. Okay. There's. I could rattle off a whole bunch, but let's focus on a few simple things that you can do right now. First of all, and you reminded me of this, Timory, when you said, oh, in Joe's book, Defying Gravity, how choosing joy, right, lifted my family from death to life. A lot of times we don't realize that we are not making choices that will lead us to happiness. And you really can do a lot to actually create happiness. It doesn't just show up. It has to do with your focus. It has to do with the activities you engage in and everything else. So a lot of times, you know, again, social media was, why does that make us unhappy? How how is that an impediment to our happiness? Well, because you're always looking at all those wonderful photos and posts and you're looking at your own life saying, oh, wow, I don't quite measure up. (laughs) So I'd say that would be the first thing to do is like check that social media time. Stop making those comparisons. Remember, Paul speaks about it in Corinthians. He talks about the body of Christ. You know, one is the head, one is the eye, one is the arm. We're not meant to compare ourselves with one another. So that would be the first thing that I would say. The second thing, and then I'll let you comment on this, is if you're unhappy, the biggest impediment to your happiness might be you're talking too much about what is wrong. A lot of times we focus exclusively, and I say this about bad uh, therapy. Bad therapy is constantly talking about the problem, the problem, the problem. If you find yourself complaining constantly, you will not be happy. It's impossible. You just can't complain your way into happiness. But if you actually stop and say, well, wait, what are some of the things that I can do to be happier? Oh, I can connect with other people. I can go out and play. I I can go out and serve other people. I can learn a new skill. You know, we have to push ourselves. We have to get beyond our comfort zone. And when we do that, then we actually begin to feel really good about ourselves. So I just toss those out. The last one, you know, the last one really speaks to me because I think this has been a challenge for my husband and I. We moved a year and a half ago with a one and a half month old, our first child to the Midwest from our whole family network, our friends, our beautiful California that I was born and raised in. And to the Midwest, it has been a shock, I will say to this day. And making friendships has been challenging. Um, The weather from the humidity to the long, cold winters, there have been so many things. And it's easy for us to talk about, oh, gosh, we can't even find good food that we like, you know, being stuck up California. So I could go on and on. But what (laughs) you know, we kind of hit this point where like, yes, we want to, and we're trying to move back all in God's timing. But at the same time, you can completely, or we have completely at times, I think, prevented ourselves from seeing the abundance of gifts God's given us here. And really, even though it's hard to make those friendships, like forcing, pushing some friendships to happen, taking solace in our marriage that we have. And yes, there's this isolation, but, you know, fostering that marriage and that relationship, there are so many things to focus on that are good, that are difficult, but that we could just be obsessed with the idea of being back in California and completely miss for whatever reason, why God has put us right where he has today. Yes. My, that's a great, great way to put it. My favorite example, and I speak about this as a therapist with those who come to see me who are Catholic or Christian, is Paul's letter to the Philippians chapter four. When you look at the apostle Paul's life, 
it was brutal. I mean, he was beaten and left for dead. He was shipwrecked. He was imprisoned. He, he, he was starved. He, I mean, he had a brutal existence. But in Philippians chapter 4, he says a couple of things, and I'll just paraphrase it. He said, whatever is true or noble or beautiful or the things to praise, focus on these things. And a real impediment to our happiness is our focus. You know, Paul could have focused on all of the brutalities that he had suffered, all of the iniquities he had suffered, and nobody could really say, hey, Paul, come on, <laughs> lay off it. They were legitimate, but he focused right. on all of the good. And psychologically speaking, again, that's something that we can do. We can either choose to see what is good, the blessings right around us, or we can focus on what we lack. Mm -hmm. That is going to lead us to greater despair. But if we focus and see what is good, the blessings in our life, uh, that will lead us to happiness.